Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast. I was going to try to do the Tarzan yell, but oh, man, I don't know. I'm actually kind of okay that you didn't. (laughs) I don't know if I could have pulled that off, Matt, but welcome into Beers and Ears, everybody. My name is Casey. And my name is Matt. Welcome. Yes, we're, we're talking another classic today. Yeah, you know, it's been a minute since we've done... Um, I think any kind of a, I think it's been a minute since we've done a movie review, but it's definitely been a minute since we've done a classic movie review. I can't well, even tell you the like last one we reviewed Elemental recently, but like yeah. we're talking like a movie that didn't just come out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I told Matt before we got started with the actual like review of the movie, I wanted to do a little game. Um, cause y- you all know that I usually like to start the podcast, um, uh, uh, with like when we start when we do a movie I like to start the podcast with like what the box office returns were on that movie but here's the reason why I want to do this in a game format I was under the the, the, the representation in my mind that Tarzan was not as popular as a movie as apparently it was and in my mind I have always had Tarzan siloed like it was a flop. I mean, literally in my mind, I I have had it Mm -hmm. that it was a flop of the nineties that like when compared to the other movies of the nineties, Tarzan was in that bottom third, maybe even bottom 25%. And in my research, I was pleasantly surprised that, you know what, maybe this is not the case. And so what I want to do with Matt today, Matt, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 movies of what would basically be considered the Disney Renaissance era, um, like starting with Little Mermaid, moving all the way through Lilo and Stitch. Okay. Okay, and everything in okay. between. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, start at the highest box. Actually, I'm going to start the lowest box office returns. Um, I'm going to give you the names of the movies real quick, but I'm going to start with the lowest box office return. And I want you to guess which movie got that amount from the box office. Okay. Okay. And, and Matt, Matt has agreed not to look any of this up. I have not. I, I, but I, on, I, I, if I had a Bible I, I, around here, I would be swearing <laughs> on a Bible. Um, All right. I so, have not. okay. So in no particular order, here are the 11 movies that you can choose from as I name, name the numbers. Okay. Hunchback of Notre Dame, Mulan, Pocahontas, The Lion King, Treasure Planet, mm. The Little Mermaid. Aladdin, Tarzan, Lilo and Stitch, um, Hercules, and I I don't know if I said Beauty and the Beast, but Beauty and the Beast. So those are your 11. Hang on. One. I I had that one in there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Got him. Okay. Beautiful. All right. So I'm going to start with the least, uh, the least amount returned at the box office. And I want you to tell me. Um, I, I'll give you the budget and I'll, and then I'll also give you the box office and I want okay. you to tell me which one you think it is. Okay. Okay. I like this. This is fun. All right. So here we go. So first off budget of $140 million <clears throat> in a box office of 109.6. So in all terms, a, a flop. I, I think this has got to be treasure planet. You are correct. Treasure planet. Ding, 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 ding. It, right. Which is uh, like another one of those movies that I think is um, due for like a 
little bit of a resurgence. Like uh, uh, there is a card in the first of Disney Lorcana, the card game that is uh, from Treasure Planet. I think so. we've done Treasure Planet. We we reviewed it. I think Treasure Planet could be done as a live action, um, almost like National Treasure type type feel i think yeah, that could. one's due for a live action remake. yeah okay awesome i'm All happy right. i got that one Th- this next one i think the budget's gonna give it away but that's okay so a budget of 40 million dollars and a box office of 235 million so in this case huge box office success i mean i think that has to be I was gonna go hunchback on this one, but I, I don't I don't think they um uh, uh I'm gonna go Lilo and Stitch. Nope, 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 no. no. This would be the Little Mermaid. Really? So okay. I want everyone to put that into perspective. The Little Mermaid, which it features prominently throughout all of Disney media, is 10 out of eleven in box office returns of this era. Think about that for just a second. Mind blown, right? Okay. Okay. Next up, a budget of $80 million with a box office return of 273 million. Uh, Okay. Um, I'm going to go Hunchback on that one. Hunchback Notre Dame. Uh-uh. Nope. Not quite. This was your guess from the previous one. Lilo and, Lilo and Stitch. Okay. Okay. Again, though, Lilo and Stitch. think but... about the popularity of Lilo and Stitch. And this is still, again, number, what is this? Number nine out of 11 of that era. That one Mind I understand blown. a little bit more because it really is just Stitch that has become the big thing. So fair I'm, enough, I'm, I'm that one's that one seems more realistic. Wow, I'm really, I'm really uh, the Hunchback fans are going to come at me with some pitchforks after this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the next one: a budget of eighty-five million and a box office of two hundred and fifty-three million. Okay, I'm going to say Hercules on that one. Yes, absolutely. Hercules. This feels right to me yeah. about where it's at. Hercules is a D. De- I don't know why it didn't perform better. I love Greek mythology. I absolutely do. So why this didn't perform better, I don't know. Um, I have some theories that I'm going to get into when we get into Tarzan, um, which could also technically carry over to Hercules as well, but we'll get there. Okay, next up. A budget of $90 million, and now we've officially crossed the box office return of over 300, 304.3 million. I'm going to say that one's Pocahontas. Nope, not quite. Um, Often confused, often confused because they came out very close to another. This is actually Mulan. Mulan. So really kind of in the middle. Okay. I'd still consider this like the... The, this is like the um the the bottom half, if you will. I think at this yeah, point, yeah. kind of right in the middle. But that kind of makes sense for me. I actually, like, for these movies, that makes sense. Yes, yes. And again, again, we're talking. You know, I know three hundred million now is like, oh, that's a box office flop. But keep in mind, back in the nineties, that was a lot of money back in the nineties, right? Well, and you also have to look at margin. Like the fact mm-hmm. that they're making three hundred percent on that is. I am a little shocked, though, that. We haven't gotten to Hunchback, and Hunchback has taken out Mulan 
and yeah, Hercules I, I, and Little Mermaid. After Treasure Planet, Hunchback was kind of my next one of like, ah, I don't think that movie did as well. And right. same with Pocahontas. I thought Pocahontas was a little bit more of a disappointment in terms of box office, but I apparently was incorrect. So All right. So now, we're, so now we're at a budget of $70 million in a box office of $325 million. Okay, that one I it's got it's got to be either Pocahontas or Hunchback. I'm going Pocahontas. Nope, it is Hunchback. So you are you are oh, right. Okay, okay, you are right in in that area. And and honestly, I'm gonna go ahead and just give you the next one because they're basically right next to each other. So okay, so hun- the next hunch- one is Pocahontas. Yeah, so Hunchback, 325 million. Pocahontas with a budget of 55 million had a box office of 346 million. So had a better margin, which makes sense. I think Hunchback in a lot of ways was writing off the success of some movies that had come before it. For example, Lion King, uh, again, Aladdin, they had all come right before this. So people were like, oh, this is the next Disney movie. And when they went, they were like, oh, okay, (laughs) Ah! (laughs) this is totally different. All right. Next up. A budget of $25 million with the box office of $424 million. Okay, see, this makes me think like this one is um, an earlier one because the budget is lower. Mm-hmm. And so I believe out of these out of these films, it was Beauty and the Beast 91, Aladdin 92, Lion King 94, obviously Tarzan 99. So I'm going to go Beauty and the Beast on that one. Yes, which shocks the heck out of me that Beauty and the Beast is at the number four slot. It absolutely, given how much of a beloved movie this is, it goes to show you that some of that love didn't come until much later, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it, the love was there, but um, like, and, and this is where, you know, box office returns are not always the end all be all that, mm-hmm. you know, you can, it's, it was, it's merchandising. It's, it's oh, yeah. the quality of the film, like all the other jazz, but still the fact that, um, you know, the fact that, you know, this is the number four, out of mm-hmm. out of you know and, and again i know we're talking tarzan it means tarzan's in the top three that, here. That, that, that's good and that's the point i'm going to get to here in a minute okay this one's going to give it away because of the budget um budget of 130 million dollars a box office of 448 so that has to be tarzan this is tarzan <laughs> okay tarzan grossed 448 million which was 24 million dollars more than beauty and the beast now from a margin perspective beauty and the beast obviously came out much more on top but still to hear tarzan gross 448 million dollars when i saw that number it boggled my mind okay um, the, the last two I'll say i want to know the last two <laughs> okay um i'm not gonna give you well the budgets are actually pretty close on this one uh budget of 28 million and a box office of 504 million See, I think Lion King was the top grossing film. So I think that one's Aladdin and the top grossing one is Lion King. That is correct. So this is Aladdin. All right. We get to the Lion King. Budget of 45 million. Do you want to take a guess what the box office was on the Lion King? I mean, we had to be like 650 plus. No. No? More. More? Uh, 750? More. (laughs) Holy crap. Uh, uh, 900,000? A little, you mean 900 million? 900 million, yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, 900,000. Uh, actually, a little bit more. Holy cow. So. It didn't hit a billion. It hit $968.5 million. So, like, just absolutely dwarfed. The next closest. It, like, like and, and not even, like, look at, thinking about the next, like, just, holy cow. An original story by Disney 
Um, I think well, one I of the remember things- hearing that that one people didn't think it was going to do very well, so they didn't really sink a whole lot into it. Oh no, they they so uh, this was this was um 1994. Mm-hmm. The other movie they were working on in '94, I got it would have been Pocahontas. It, it would have been Pocahontas. They put all of their like main animators on Pocahontas thinking it was going to be this amazing movie. And they kind of left like the, 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 the second the class team. team, if you would, the B <laughs> team, there you go on, on um the lion King yet. The lion King came out and just literally roared pun intended to success. Right. And, you know, I, um I, I know you've seen the trailer for wish, right. And yes. one of, so, so the, in the trailer for wish, um, I was struck by, you kept seeing them say, from the studios that brought you Frozen, from the studios that brought you Toy Story, from the studio that brought you Moana, from the studio that brought you The Lion King. Yeah. That goes to show you how much that The Lion King factored into that. So, I okay, I, I wanted... I wanted to do this exercise and I wanted to kind of see Tarzan in comparison, because as you just said a couple moments ago, to see Tarzan in the top three of the 11 movies of this era completely defies my understanding of how Tarzan performed. Moreover, or I don't want to say moreover, I think probably the reason for that is, is it's clear absence from anything modern disney other than the tarzan treehouse in disneyland you don't see anything tarzan related now for merch for shirts for for attractions it, it, it's almost like this forgotten I, I i don't i don't i don't understand it and so in my mind it was kind of thrown to the dustbin of where Hunchback of Notre Dame and Mulan and Hercules kind of lived. Casey, are you aware of Tarzan Rocks? No, what is that? Oh, well, that was the show that played uh, at Disney World for a long time after this movie came out. Huh. Um, uh, I'm working on, uh, uh, We Chris and I just did an episode on, I'm working on recovering the audio um, and, uh, and I'm almost there. Uh, so you'll be able to hear all about Tarzan Rocks, where they go through and uh, uh, Tarzan Rocks featuring very little Tarzan, um, but features these wonderful people um, uh, uh, talking about talking about, you know, singing the songs and um, uh, definitely leaning into the two worlds, one family. Um, but yeah, <laughs> this is where uh, the Finding Nemo show was. Tarzan Rocks. You was know, the... it does. It does sort of ring a bell, but that must have been pre my time. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this was long gone. Um, like it was. It 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 it. Because I think the first visit, run and then it was over. Yeah, I think the first visit I was at 2010, and I think by that point, Nemo oh yeah, had already, yeah. Nemo but no, you're right. Like there's there's really there is no you know you'll see character meet and greet every so often. Like Turk. Yeah, every once in a while, see Turk. Turk is there. I will see. You'll see him every once in a while at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, uh, or her. You'll see her, her. See her pop out. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the movie for just a couple of minutes. I had a chance to rewatch it again today. Uh, first time I've. I've watched the movie probably in five or six years. Um, I, I I know all the music and I want to talk about the music in a couple of minutes. Oh yeah. 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 Music, you know, Disney stores were 
like that's all they, they played every single one of those songs trash in the camp was was one of my absolute favorites to play at night as part of the closing ceremony i absolutely yeah. love love trashing the camp right um you know this is one of those movies where i would say tarzan is a bridge between that traditionally hand-drawn animation to moving to computer animation from what I read, it used a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, I, I was struck by the opening scene where you can see the multi-plane camera effect yeah. still in play, which I thought was really cool. Um, I, overall, I think it's, I think it's a fantastic movie. I think it's a fun, adventurous, enjoyable movie um, that I'm sad that I probably didn't get to experience in its prime because I was in high school and I was co- too cool for Disney movies yeah. at that point. You know, yeah, anything we, in that high school time, you kind of run to that. I'm too cool for this. Yeah. We talk a lot about that on the pod, but like, you know, when you experience Disney movies really does matter. Cause this would have came out. I I was right at like prime perfect age, age for, for you. Yeah. Like I was, I was, you know, nine turning 10. Yeah. This movie very much was targeted towards the boy generation. Like I remember yeah. seeing, and this was of course, in all the time where, you know, Disney was really pushing like the content on ABC and all this other stuff. So I remember seeing like specials about how um, uh, the animators used um, his son was a surfer. And that's how they used a lot of like the stuff on with Tarzan on the trees was like Mm -hmm. surfing things. Um, And yeah, the um, like the, the 3d animation, like you're going to going to some computer stuff. And like, I mean, this, this really was the, you know, and yes, it has music, but it's different than your normal, um, you know, princess film. Or so, anything. okay. So you brought that up. So I actually want to talk about that for there. There are two things that I think could have made the movie better or, or, or I think maybe could have, even though it was top three, I still think that this could have been something that could have, you know, Aladdin, I think was also targeted towards, towards, towards boys in a yeah, lot yeah. of ways. Right. One of the things that I think when you look at like this movie, you look at Hercules in particular, those two movies, um, they're not musicals. Hercules absolutely is. Is it? Yeah, you have all the like you've got Zero to Hero, you've got um the uh, like the gospel truth, you've got Who's singing um, it though? Going the distance, it's the, it's Hercules. Phil sings the song. The okay, then, okay. So then maybe I take yeah. Hercules. Out I of can it. understand this one because outside of like the little bit of Tarzan's gorilla mom and trash in the camp, trash in the camp, which is just dooby doop, dabba doop, yeah, which is just which you is, know. But no, the, okay. So yeah, take Hercules out of it. That's fair. You're right. Hercules. I, I don't know why why I put Hercules in that camp, but again, I'm not a huge. I mean, I liked Hercules, but it's not. I, again, I, I, I guess the one thing I will say is. Uh, the one like little common thread I do see is that a lot of the songs are done by this outside force. So like in Hercules, it's the yes. muses. Yes. They sing a lot of the songs. Maybe that's why I feel that in way. This and one, that, it's, in this Phil one, it's Phil Collins. <laughs> there, there are no, like there are, it's not a musical. When you think of Aladdin, you've got Aladdin singing a song. You've got Aladdin and Jasmine singing a song. You've got the genie singing a song. You've got the genie singing a second song, right? Um, the Lion King, Simba sings a song, right? Uh, you got Scar singing a song. You got Simba singing, or you got uh, Timon and Pumbaa. So it's clearly a musical. And I, I wonder why Disney made that conscious choice to move away from the musical um, in, in this particular movie. Why, I think a musical could have done well here. 
I think um, part of the reason why this movie did so well and uh, it's it's um, is that like Disney is trying to do now with our generation where they're like, hey, millennials, you have kids. Here's a movie for the kids, but also we'll give some millennial nods. I wonder if that's what this was, where it was like, hey, parents of the 70s and 80s. You love Phil Collins. Well, here's a movie that has mm. lots of Phil Collins and your kids will love it. That's um, true. They'll That's have fair. no idea who Phil Collins is, but they won't care. You'll enjoy it. I wonder if that was a little bit of it. Could have been. Could have been. But again, also, you said, you know, this was meant to appeal to boys, too. So maybe maybe that was the thing. Maybe they, they had research that said musicals didn't appeal to boys, as silly as that sounds. With I was gonna, well, was. with Lion King, Aladdin and yeah. Hercules doing well, I don't I, I, I think it was more or less just a at this juncture you know we kind of see the end of the traditional disney musical like yeah tarzan emperor's new groove lilo and stitch isn't a musical um you know no. the treasure planet all this other. so i i, I wonder it's really if it not just... until you get until it's not really until you get till tangled that the musical yeah. comes back really right exactly and, and if you think about it that in a lot of ways becomes like that dark period of disney animation for a little bit um in the early 2000s when they and then they bring back um uh tangled Okay, so the other thing that I think for me is a huge miss that I will say Disney has corrected in recent years, in a lot of their recent films, is pairing up the ages of the voice to the character. I'm sorry, but Tony Goldwyn as Tarzan is a huge miss for me. He's, <laughs> he is he is. 40 years old voicing a 20 year old character. It makes he he is the completely wrong voice of Tarzan in my mind. Mm. Now, many drivers, Jane, makes sense, but even then, many drivers got a mature voice. Like she I had to look up how old Mini Driver was at the time the movie was filmed. And she 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 was she was born in 1970, so she was. 29 so she was supposed to be playing like a 15 16 year old i think is or maybe an 18 year old i don't know how she was in this how old she was i know I she's, hope she's 18 i hope she's 18 too now, now that I think <laughs> let's about, make it knows. 18 <laughs> but even then she's she's almost double the age or or close to it 12 13 years older than the the character that she's playing i, I mean j just to give you an idea glenn close was 49 when playing uh kala and tars you know tony goldwood was like nine years less her age so like to me you know this was the same thing with um pocahontas mel gibson as john smith wrong voice wrong voice but they try that i don't know why and i think in recent years they've gotten better about bringing the age of the actors correctly to the characters but this was a thing they did back in the 90s man that made absolutely no sense to me and I mean, still makes no sense. To yeah. Me. I mean, that doesn't bother me as much. I, I mean, maybe it's just like looking back on it. Like as a kid, I'm not as a nine year old. I'm not going, uh, this 40 year old actor is like, I'm just like, oh, cool. Look, he's swinging through the trees and he's fighting a jaguar and and Phil Collins. <laughs> Although I will say maybe maybe I'm a little clouded in my judgment in that my first introduction to Tony Goldwyn um, uh, was uh two of them he was in ghosts 
and he was the bad guy in Ghost. Okay. Uh, so that was my first introduction. And then my second introduction before I ever saw Tar- Tarzan was that he was in Scandal where he played President Fitz. Ah. So like, so like in my mind, I'm hearing President Fitz voice Tarzan. But even then though, I just, I still think, I still think the point stands that- No, I, I, that I, I fair think, point, fair point. You know, you, you, when you pick these character actors and you pick these voices, you want to make sure the voices make sense for who they're voicing. And I just, I feel like, um, Tony Goldwyn's voice is too deep for Tarzan. I feel like it needed to be more, more like tenor versus the bass that it comes across. I, you want like a puberty voice? Like, hey, I'm Tarzan. Um, <laughs> you know who I think could have, you know who I think could have voiced him really well would have been um, Michael J. Fox at the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Michael J. Fox has that little bit higher of a, a, a yeah. He, he voices Milo. Was it Milo? Milo in Treasure yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that could have been. I know Brendan Fraser actually auditioned twice for the character. Um, oh. he could have been good. He ended up going on to play George of the Jungle. I was gonna say, um, yeah. They... So maybe that's where I've got that in my mind. I don't know. So yeah, no, I, 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 we, I think they have just taken more care of the voice acting because like even even like rosie o'donnell as as turk it 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 very much clearly she's in there because it's like all right we need some name that people are going to recognize mm-hmm. yep. and at the, at that time you know in the 90s rosie o'donnell was oh she was all over the place very big name i mean she had the talk show oh, I mean, yeah she, she was and honestly looking back she's a good i, I agree with you like they could have gotten someone else that was just as it's almost like casting um uh uh what's her face is is um the the seagull from little mermaid uh, aquafina oh, um, aquafina yeah like yeah, 20 they... 25 years from now aquafina we're going to look at that and go oh oh like she's good <laughs> now <laughs> yeah exactly but like right now we're all going what and what's funny is that she's got such a recognizable voice that new um there's that new dreamworks movie coming out where with the with the ducks migrating i can't remember what it's called i don't know if you've seen the previews for I it i have not seen the one but she one. plays a bird in that too and i'm like wait what like you, you can clearly tell that they probably filmed these two things to, or, or recorded these things within the last couple of years together and she's playing a bird uh i think she's playing a um not a seagull but like a pigeon or something in this upcoming one oh okay but, yeah. okay anyway um a couple of other call outs from the 90s um eric von detten <laughs> uh yeah. and uh, jason marzen as uh flint and mungo um and then again i i cannot speak enough glenn close as Kala, um, it's so subtle you can't even tell it's Glenn Close. Um, yeah. But you know, Glenn, Glenn is Kala. I mean, she, she just that character. I love that character so much. Yeah, it, she, the whole interaction with her as a well, and and they set up the story so well that like she loses this child, and that's why she she brings Tarzan in like that's an emotional moment mm-hmm. um you know a, a very intense opening like I, I mean oh my god you're yeah. absolutely I forgot how intense it was yeah. for her like for her to lose her child and then the parents and I will say this was brilliant on the way Disney did this in the way they reveal that the, the the parents were killed. Like you don't see the parents getting killed. You don't see the child getting killed. You just, the, the way they imply it with the bloody paw, paw prints, like that's, that's intense mm-hmm. for a kid's movie. I don't know if Disney would do something like that in a movie nowadays. I think, I don't know. You can, um, it, it shows how you can like, 
when I when I watched it as a kid, I wasn't like, wait, what happened? Like you can imply things without showing them. And I think that um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like what a um, what a modern version of this would be. Um, like if a modern movie has had a, I mean, well, I guess Fro- in, Frozen, I guess Frozen I mean, has Fro- that. Frozen has it where the parents, but but again, you don't, you see, yeah, I got you don't you don't see the the blood, you don't see like they yeah, just like the ship, you go see the down. ship go under, and you're yeah, like, you, oh, they're dead. Exactly. This one, just the way you see them, kind of laying, being protect or trying to protect themselves and whatever, and then even like Tarzan going after after the the leopard and killing him. Um, you know, later on, like that, yeah. that it, it's a pretty intense movie. I mean, it's, it's, it's done well, it's done artfully well. Um, and, I, and kudos to Disney in, in that and regard. I will say, I know we're going a little bit back to voice acting, but Wayne Knight as Tantar yes! is, is just delightful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tantar I, is a very underrated character, I think, in this movie. Yes, I agree. That, that scene where he comes charging with uh Turk on his back is kind of reminiscent of Pumbaa Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. When they yeah. go charging, you know, I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's it's this person that it's this germaphobe that lives in the jungle. I, that's just his I, I do like that Wayne Knight, like my first introduction to Wayne Knight is Nedry, Dennis Nedry in Jurassic Park. Like I know oh, okay. a lot I know a lot of people know him from Seinfeld. I've Seinfeld, never, yeah. I I've never been a Seinfeld fan. So for Okay, me, okay, thank you. Okay. Okay, thank you. Oh my gosh. Everyone that I say this to is like, oh, you just don't get it. Oh, it's I, horrible. It's I, horrible. I do not get that show. No, I do get it. This I, I I don't the people that I identify as the greatest TV show of all time, I'm like, what are you smoking? Sorry, kids. What are you drinking? Sorry, kids. What are you on? <laughs> you know, it makes absolutely it just, no I, sense I, to me. I I do not get that show. Okay, great. Wow, this is why we do this podcast together. <laughs> this is why we're friends because we we agree on a lot of things. But we also can disagree from time to time. Okay, so we 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 know what the box office says. If you were to like rate this yourself, of all those movies that I laid out from Little Mermaid all the way through Lilo and Stitch, those eleven movies in that time period, where would you put this movie? Do you agree with the box office return? Do you feel it's a little too high? Like, where do you put it in the grand scheme of things between Lion King, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Mulan, Hercules, Lilo and Stitch, Little Mermaid, and Treasure Planet? Okay, let's let's admit some, like, this is going to be a very biased list. If you have listened to this podcast, you know I'm not a Pocahontas guy. Well, we, I, um, we are, we, we, you and I have already discussed that in our opinion, Aladdin is the greatest Disney movie of all time. And so I, in terms yeah. of, and in terms of box office as well, like, you know, the box office ranking, I, I don't rank this above beauty and the beast. Like, yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, I agree. But, I would agree with you. Um, I would say in I, my mind, like the top three in this list are Aladdin, Lion King, beauty and the beast, probably followed by little mermaid in that group like in yeah, terms of, i think uh, little mermaids in there but honestly then looking at the rest of them i might put tarzan next i would too i i absolutely I, would too i i because i think i mean treasure planet i like for what it is 
but yeah. it's not a it's not a better movie than this. Mm-hmm. I think Hercules is another really fun movie, but I like Tarzan better. Mulan, mm-hmm. same thing. I really love the Mulan animated film that came around again that same time period for me. I really love that movie, but I think I just like Tarzan better. And then, I mean, you know how I feel about Lilo and Stitch. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, I think Lilo, uh, and, Sti- I think Lilo and Stitch would probably fall. And even Hunchback, to the again, I am, I am a hunch. I, I appreciate Hunchback of Notre Dame for what it is. I think the music in that film is, is delightful, but, um, but from a movie standpoint, I just think Tarzan is good. And honestly, I would have it push Little Mermaid for me because I don't connect with Little Mermaid as well as hmm. some other mm-hmm. people do. That's fair. That's and fair. So um, because Little Mermaid is, is again, focused around Ariel and, you know, the whole like, you know, tr- finding true love and all that. Like it just, but I, I think comfortably fifth and I could, I could come on and convince me and convince you that it's top four. That's fair. And I, I will say that um, uh, I didn't really realize this, but it ended up getting um, a couple of major Disney like continuations. There was a animated series, The Legend of Tarzan, which ran from 2001 through 2003, which picks up where the film left off. Tarzan adjusting to his role as leader of the apes um, after, uh, spoiler alert, Kerchek dies. Um, and Jane, who he actually ends up marries, uh, married to. Um, there's also a sequel, which was, I believe, a direct-to-video sequel, which was released in 2005. Uh, and apparently there was a um, a, a, mid, a mid-quel? Yes. So which I the sequel... The, yeah. The sequel is Tarzan and Jane. Yes. And Tarzan 2 is a midquill yes. where it's like him as a kid. Okay. Okay. So um, they ended up that's doing very that. confusing. <laughs> they did end up doing well, you know, it's not much more confusing than Lion King one and a half. And then then they I don't think they ever did a Lion King 2, but you get Yeah, they uh, did. Did they do a Lion King 2? Must have been Lion a, King 2 is a great sequel. Okay, then it must have been a directed video sequel because I don't think they released it. Well, then they did the the uh the Lion Guard, which is kind of yes. like an additional sequel way beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. So um there was a Broadway musical about Tarzan, which I did not realize. Um really? which, yeah, uh previews in March uh March 24th, 2006, official opening 9th of May 10th of that year, and it only ran just over a year so it wasn't very successful okay um and as far as video games though go there have been five tarzan video games released on various platforms um and it was featured in kingdom hearts in kingdom hearts hd 1.5 remix yes uh, i Gold, do remember that uh goldwyn actually tony goldwyn re- uh uh um came back and revoiced Tarzan for that. So you oh, actually got the ultimate. Yeah. So, so I, you know, again, all these, these misconceptions swirling around in my head about, I guess, the legacy of Tarzan, it, it did pretty well. And it just therefore amazes me that we don't see as much of a presence with it anywhere in well, the park. Especially because there's a literal park that's Animal Kingdom yes. that it slots it from a theming perspective. It slots right in there. It really <laughs> does. It really, I mean, the the Gorilla Falls um, attraction at, well, uh, at Animal Kingdom could easily be transformed into some kind of a Tarzan IP. I know I'm speaking to like half the people right now because half the Disney fans out there are like, no more IP in the parks. We need to make original content again. 
I don't, I think we're past that. We've talked about that before. Okay. Let me ask you this. If they were to design an attraction built around Tarzan, what could it look like? You got to figure out how to get a, a vine swinging like simulation. Uh-huh. Like that's the thing that's most synonymous with this is like going through the trees. Do something um, like the the web the the um the, the that 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 web slingers attraction or or something that you have over at Universal Studios that Spider Man ride possibly could be similar yeah, just to this. Something that is like we are swinging through the trees with Tarzan. Otherwise, honestly, like a romp through the jungle i don't know yeah um, i don't like know that, I, think, I don't know i think that's part of the problem with it is that there's not like you know we talked about this with aladdin it was like okay aladdin ride boom journey into the cave of wonders done like yeah. it, that that's a ride um you know uh uh if you uh mulan you are uh, uh going into war with the against the huns and it's the avalanche scene done um you, could, you, you, you really couldn't do you couldn't do any kind of food place because they don't really do food in the movie right no you could maybe build maybe a younger kids attraction around the trash in the camp scene but that's assuming Ooh, that'd that be fun that'd be fun for some uh, that's maybe fun for like us but like you got to assume that like younger kids maybe don't grow up with Tarzan like they do some of the newer stuff. So maybe it's past its prime at this point. And Disney just says, you know what, we're going to let it lie. They, you know, I know they, they reference it in like happily ever after again, there's the, the Disney Tarzan Treehouse in Disneyland, which I'm I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing that. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those things where it, it's, it's run its course and you know that there's really no way to incorporate it you know i gotta ask i I gotta ask you a question go ahead okay i gotta ask you a question um it's i think it's like when we talk about brave where it's like brave just it's a really solid movie that just isn't outside of a character meet and greet because i know like tarzan will come out and jane will come out and turk obviously um you know are kind of the main three um but i mean otherwise um if they could figure out a tantar uh meet and greet i'm in Okay. Yeah, that'd be fun. I could see like a, that. Like a Kevin except Tantar. Yeah, that'd be funny. He just walks around. <laughs> All right. I gotta ask you a question that Nate asked me to bring up that I I didn't realize this, but he, he's like, Oh yeah, he goes, It's a thing. I'm like, All right. Are you aware of the controversy surrounding the butt crack swing? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Talk to me about this. What what okay. he says there's a scene, I must have missed it, where you can clearly tell he's not holding on to the vine. Yes. And the theory is that it's his butt crack that's holding yes. it or something. Yes. There's a scene where he's holding on to like the vine up above his head and then he's holding on to Jane. And so like, so clearly, but he's still swinging. And so like, he has to be holding on to this vine somehow. And so, <laughs> um, and so the theory is that, yes, he's, he just has like, it has oh, it, like at the clenched. very, at the very end, it's when, yeah. when he's, oh, so he oh. has like clenched between his butt cheeks. Ah, there's actually, <laughs> there's actually, there's actually a sketch that somebody, oh my yeah. God, I will never yeah. be able to not see that again. Yeah. Watch that movie and not see it again. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, there's a meme going around of our, <laughs> like somebody says the other side and it's like, you know, a vine between two butt cheeks. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yikes. All right. Well, I, I'll have to, <laughs> there's even a, there's even a Reddit image that's blocked out for sensitive content. I don't know if I want, I don't know if I want to click that one. <laughs> Let's see what it does here. Um, View image. Oh, it's the same one. They just okay, okay. Yeah, Probably it's like just cause of there's it. yeah, because the butt crack. Sorry, kids, don't say that word. Well, it's okay. It's a 
it's normal yeah, part, it's of part of biology. It's biology. Okay. The other thing that Nate said was that talk. He go. He said to me. He goes, man. Talk about um, one of the most um, uh, brutal and and like um, like like just brutal death scenes. And I was like, oh yeah. He's. I'm like, which one? So like, the first one I said was, oh what? When the parents get killed? He's like, no. I'm like, when Kerchak gets shot? He's like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm like, which one are you talking about? He goes, the villain. I'm like, wait, what? Oh yeah. It made me think. I actually, I told him. I said I actually kind of laughed a little bit. I'm like, he died the same way the ghost host died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That this is one of the more. And again, you know, Disney does a great job. Like, kind of, you know, it it seems like more of a fall to his death rather than like, and that's what happens to Gaston. That's what happens mm-hmm. to Frollo. And so it kind of, you know, very much a very common kids movie villain defeat is just. Uh, this villain just fell from a really high height, but how they mask like really what happens is like we see the vine tighten mm-hmm. and then it because a thunderstorm, the flash of lightning happens and you can see an image of Clayton being hanged. Being hung, um, yeah. Or hang, like, hung. Yeah, whatever. Hung, right whatever. I think um, it is hanged. I think it is hanged. Hung is a different one. Hung but different. uh uh yeah i mean you're right like that you know brutal like very very and, and and once again like makes me wonder um you know would something like that would they try to do something like that today because the falling still happens like mother gothel defeated by a you know mm-hmm. she's falling um let me ask uh, you a question um clayton so yes let's talk about your villains theory for a second mm-hmm. i feel that clayton is not a very good villain hmm First of all, he doesn't get you don't see him referenced and I mean you even see you you see Mother Gothel referenced more than you see this guy. You see Frollo o- referenced more than this guy. He's okay. I think he's okay as a villain. Um I think he's serviceable, let me say that. He he does he does the job. He's he's His villain tendencies don't really start to come out until like the, like he's almost like a Hans villain in that you know there's something off about this guy. Yeah. But and he's almost a stereotypical hunter. Like like yeah. like anybody who's ever seen like Congo or any kind of jungle movie, no, or the Lost World Jurassic Park knows this guy. Like this is the stereotypical hunter, prize you know prize game hunter type person. But you don't really see his villainous side until like the last third of the movie, really. Well, and I think that I think that that is why he's not featured as much is because. Mm-hmm. Well, one part of his villainous ways that he's got a gun and I can't imagine that you want to. All right, kids, I'm going to take over. But doesn't Governor Radcliffe have a gun? I think technically, but not like one. He uses it not to fire at things. He uses it to like kick off the mining. I will say it's funny you say that because there is a major leap for Clayton going from and I hope I don't get folks who protest what I'm about ready to say, but like from wanting to kill the animal, the, the, the gorillas to then hunting a man and like moving over to the idea of murder at that point. Like, and again, it's, it's not, it's not a fanciful murder. Like that's the thing is this movie is not fanciful at all. This movie is very much grounded in reality. Even the point of Tarzan being able to understand 
the animals he's just speaking the animal language they no one else can understand it like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of fanciful elements so even though like in other disney movies the villains are trying to you know kill the protagonist or whatever this one's so grounded in reality that there is a major leap where clayton goes from there's two major leaps from wanting to lock the animals up and bring them back to then wanting to kill kerchak to then when all things go wrong wanting to kill tarzan yeah and that like that moment where tarzan's got the gun and he's like shoot me shoot me be a man you know and tarzan destroys the gun and says you know i'm not going to be a man like you like that's a very like powerful a almost adult moment in what yeah. is really a, a kid's movie which is which is weird for disney i i think i again i don't know if you'd see that in a disney movie today but you're right that it is so grounded in reality one of the things that we like about a villain like ursula jafar uh scar they've got an over-the-topness to them mm-hmm. you're right they still have just as devious of things that they're trying to do i mean I mean, uh, uh, Jafar locks a scantily clad Jasmine in an hourglass and mm-hmm. is going to drown her in sand. Like that—that's not any more brutal than than what Clayton's doing. But it just feels the whole movie and Jafar's aura has this more whimsical view to it. Same thing with Ursula, like and and, and Scar and all this other stuff. You've got this whimsical nature that. I would describe Clayton as some things, but whimsical is not one that I would um, <laughs> uh, use to describe him. And so, again, I'm just trying to imagine him coming out like in a Disney, sh- like a Disney World stage show, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna take over things." Is he like pointing a gun at Mickey Mouse and yeah, saying, "Get that out of here!" Like, I don't love that. That wouldn't work. No. <laughs> so, um, the voice of him was Brian Blessed, and. Apparently, they modeled the design after Clark Gable and other film stars of the 30s and 40s. I was struck, and Disney does this oftentimes with their um, their villains, at how rigid and square-jawed he was. Tarzan actually was relatively rigid, too, which I thought was yeah. odd. But, you know, Jane's not, and, and um, Jane's uh, father is not. Uh, but he, he has a very rigid jawline. Um, and fun fact, Brian Blessed also provided the the Tarzan yell for the movie. Oh, good interesting. For him. So yeah, that was fun. That, that again, that I was gonna try to do it at the beginning of the show. Get him the on the, the pod. Yeah, get him <laughs> doing that. that. That's definitely a very distinct yell. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, I going back to a point you made earlier, um, you know, a lot of people remember Tarzan and Jane, the TV series from I think the 70s. So this might have, you know, some of that stuff might have been subtle nods to those people who grew up with that. Yeah, and that also might be one of the reasons why this movie isn't as remembered is because there's so much Tarzan yeah. content because Tarzan is in the you know public sphere. Anybody yeah. can do whatever they want with it. Um, and so, you know, there's all these Tarzan iterations. And so it may just be like when you see Disney's Tarzan, it's just not as interesting because it's like, mm-hmm. ah, it's Tarzan. I can go do that and see that a bunch of other places well and also a couple years before this you know again we mentioned george of the jungle had come mm-hmm. out and that was kind of a live action comedy version of of a, a tarzan type character I, I remember seeing that with brendan fraser when i was uh in middle george, school slash george, george, george of the jungle, jungle. <laughs> yep that's it that was based off of a, a cartoon i believe yeah um, I that was so, yeah. years ago so 
Well, that was fun. Um, yeah. I, I think I, I definitely think it's it's worth a watch for those of you who haven't seen it. If you have seen it, it's definitely one of those movies you can put on on the background and you know you pick up a good song. Ever like when Trash in the Camp came on, I was just dancing along mm-hmm. to that because that, that was yeah. always one of my that was that was about midway through the closing ceremony songs. I want to say uh, at Disney Store, which was I, what was the midway? There was one that we knew. Like, oh, it's eight thirty. <laughs> I don't remember which song. Uh, that was. I want to say it came close to this one because we're thinking right after trash in the camp was just around the river bend <laughs> which, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. which, which <laughs> sent me through the river bend uh so yes um <laughs> i hated that song so much but all right, i like well, that song in the context of the film but i don't like singing it oy vey. all right it is closing time um matt if they would like to get a hold of us how do they do so email us beers and years 1928 at gmail.com facebook group beers and years podcast um uh if we are of course sponsored caseywoolly.com um uh magical uh, memories by casey. magical memories by casey woolly um if you are looking to plan your trip uh look no further than uh the person that uh, virtually sits across from me in this recording studio um um as well as um uh if you are you know still in between trips but still want to get planning tips uh go to caseywoolly.com and sign up for the uh monday newsletter they have been great. I've been reading them. Um, they are, they get my seal of approval. Um, so you've got great things there. The, um, one that came out, the, one, the one that came out last week was the, the packing tips for Disney. Yes. Uh, the one that is coming out on two uh, coming out this week, uh, tomorrow, Monday, but, but you'll be listening to this on Tuesday, uh, is going to be, um, ways to stay cool while at mm. disney and i don't mean like with your shades i mean ways to <laughs> cool off can you do uh, one that's ways to be cool at disney and like... <laughs> to... <laughs> i might have to do that one that that would that, that that would be that would be good now uh, this is ways to cool off at disney and i will say that mickey's philhar magic and carousel uh, progress do make appear an appearance i'll in say it. walk into any building <laughs> yes walk or just walk down walk down main street and let the air conditioning hit you is definitely yeah, a good way yeah. to do it so um, yeah, so definitely um, lots of great deals out right now if you guys want to hit me up on that. Yeah. Um, as always, rate and review us if you are able to do that um, on whatever platform you are on. I believe that's just Apple that you rate and review. I don't think anyone else you rate and review. Correct. But uh, yeah, subscribe and listen and all that jazz. Shoot us so. an email. Like, even if you don't want to rate, shoot us an email. We love getting emails. Yeah. We, we read them on the air for those of you who've been listening for a while. Um, and if you don't want them to read us on the air, then just tell us and we won't. So, so Matt, before we go, you said you uh, recorded a, a, a pod with Chris, which means discontinued on display is coming back here soon. Okay, so I ha- yes, it is. Um, I have to apologize for to all of my discontinued on display things. I've got the last four or five episodes of the season that are just going to flood out, and okay. then we're already talking the next season. Okay, um, I I've, I had some audio issues. I had like a busy time. I had a little depression stint, and it was just like it, chaos. And um, but I am I am close. So actually, what's going to be really great is I'm I'm going to commit to doing this. That I can I can figure this out. Tarzan. Uh, is coming out Tuesday. If I'm not uh, mistaken, the, the 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 season we're in are like old, like stage shows, right? Yes, yes, this okay. is the Broadway things. So Tarzan Rocks is also going to come out today on the discontinued on display feed. So when you're Ooh. done here, go listen to the Tarzan Rocks. Uh, got, a little, got a little got a little synergy going there i've i uh, a should, totally should, planned should, synergy so should should we um hello i'm michael eisner <laughs> hello 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 hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
well-planned synergy there. Michael Eisner would be proud. Yes. Um, so yeah, go ahead and listen to that because uh, um, uh, it's really fun and uh, it's a it's a really hilarious stage show. Um, it it uh, Turk. Okay, I, I'm gonna spoil a little bit. It, Turk comes out in costume with a microphone on. So it's like Turk is at the stage show mic'd up. Yeah. <laughs> not, not just like singing it like it's 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 a weird show. That's funny. All right, Atha. Hmm. All right, Atha look this up on YouTube. Oh yeah, look YouTube it. It's it's quite an experience. All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and raise our glasses. Uh this episode has been on us as always. Thank you very much. We'll see you again real soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.